Hey everybody, welcome to Cruise Control. My name is Brian Cruz, your host and captain for this evening, as in every evening. We're back again. Thank you for uh, being with us or coming back after a couple days. We've been sick. I still have a little bit of something in my throat and Lauren too, but we're going to try to battle through tonight because it's Friday and there's lots to talk about. So let's get to work. Come on, let's do this. Everybody, welcome back to Cruise Control. Thank you for being here again with us. It is Monday, or Monday, I feel like it's Monday, it's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday, December 9th. And joining me again today is Miss Lauren Lindley. Lauren, welcome to the program. How are you doing tonight? Good, I'm feeling better. How are you? <laughs> good, good to see you again. Happy you're feeling better. Uh, I'm kind of bearing with it as well. <laughs> also joining us today is Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Doing well. Thanks for being back here again tonight. Uh, it's been a, it's been a tough couple days for me and for Lauren. I know we've been kind of just sick battling through things, but uh, we're here. And now it's Friday, so we got to do a show. So we have lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about some DC stuff happening. We're going to talk about oh, Celine Dion news, which is really sad. We're going to talk about Musk a little bit. But first, let's get into some, uh, some news right off the top. So this just in. Here we go. Let's do this. All right, everybody. Just off the top right here, I want to talk to you about Disney Plus a little bit. So Disney Plus is actually raising their prices. Of course they are. So they decided to incorporate a new tier, like ad tier base. So the actual ad base is $8 a month, which is what it used to be for Disney Plus. And now the non-ad based is $11 a month. So they're charging more because, well, Disney can. So thank you, Iger. <laughs> First thing from him. <laughs> oh, it's too, it's too good. Like, I mean, honestly, Iger, why are you doing this? I thought we we're going to try to help people, not uh, hurt people. But what do you do, right? So I heard this news, and I was just like, it's just something I want to talk about off the top. There's more we got to talk about, so let's continue forward. Uh, also, Amazon has got a new platform called Amazon Inspire just launched. And this is actually a TikTok ad-supported social media app. <laughs> so you're going to be able to click on something that you see on a social media app, and it's going to take you to something that you want to buy. So you might see a pair of sneakers they're doing in a TikTok ad. You can put your little cursor over there, and bam, you'll find those cursors on Amazon for $125.99. Yeah, so that's what Amazon's doing. <laughs> Amazon Inspire. Interesting. Also, Artemis right now, uh, they have this image they put out, and they're saying, look for the secret messages on the Artemis One pictures because they said they're doing some Easter eggs for fans. Apparently, there's a like bird basket on here and some little things. If you look through the image, they're going to release later on what's actually in the image. I just thought it was kind of fun. I'll, I'll actually bring that up later when we actually have the uh, secrets and the Easter eggs revealed. So yeah, that'll be interesting. Also, a uh, fun fact, out of Washington, there's a company called Field Trip that is offering a free month of psychedelic therapy for people who have lost their jobs. That's right. Ketamine-induced therapy for those who lost their jobs. Because, you know, 
having a hard time? Take some ketamine. Washington wants to give you help. And they were going to do it in, D- in uh, California as well, but apparently uh, they don't have enough ketamine for California and Washington. <laughs> so only Washington's getting it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's where that is. And uh, also one more thing. What is this? Madonna, what are you doing? Apparently Madonna's on fire, everybody. <laughs> Madonna is on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, Lauren, what do you think about Madonna being on fire? <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, she's unrecognizable and not in a good way. I mean, what the hell are people... There, There's some psychosis that's going on with celebrities just like cutting their faces up and sticking a bunch of stuff in their asses. And I don't mean producers pink bits. I mean like bits of silicon and stuff. And uh, I mean, what, what the hell? And Madonna looks like <laughs> an aging demon. I mean, what the hell is going on there? You know, she doesn't look at Madonna anymore at all. Like no. I look at her and I'm like, who is this person? She looks like a sad shell of a broken person that is trying to stay 25 forever and looks like, you know, a psycho crypt keeper or something. I mean, wow. And again, I say, how will those de-aging pills make her look? <laughs> Sabrina, you saw this. What do you think? Do you think this is a good look for Madonna? I, I, it's super weird. And I think it was all like an advertisement of like some sort of a sex toy riding crop type of thing, which she is also in that same video seen binding down on and her face looks even more insane than it looks in the shot that you just showed up it's it's i mean it's weird and and lauren's exactly right she's definitely trying to stay 25 forever and it it's just it's unfortunate it's really unfortunate i think it's the 30th or 35th anniversary of the release of her sex book and i had that book i owned that book and uh, amongst other things it was her having sex with animals you know, orgies, oh uh, people who looked ridiculously young. So, you know, Madonna's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna, we love you, but come on. Like, I don't know what you're doing with yourself. It's yeah. too much. It's, too, it's much. too much. It really is. And it's just unfortunate uh, that you know, someone has to change their image that much because, I mean, what is, I guess you get older and they just think like you're trying to hold on to your youth. It's but, not I mean, changing this is, her like, image. She's like physically changing her body, like her skin, her face, her body. Like she, it's changing your image is one thing. Like she's an unrecognizable human being. I, she doesn't even look human anymore. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, look, I mean, I'm 62 years old. She's two years older. I think she's two years. I think she's 64. Right. I mean, she used to be, she was aging well. She had a nice then, body. She took care of her body. Um, she got a few wrinkles, but it actually added some character to her face. And, and I mean, I don't mind people doing a little something, something, but I mean, this is like, I mean, I, I, I'm not even sure it's really her. I mean, did she die in a phone <laughs> crash and they just got somebody else because they want to keep making, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you have to go pretty far down a rabbit hole to like get to the bottom of why people are this friggin' psychotic about, you know, it's, it's that whole Hollywood stay young at all costs. And, 
you know, and it's damaging. And then, and then I it's know, very you damaging. know you're, you're having a, you're, you, you've lost your job or you've lost your relationship or whatever. So go take a bunch of drugs and alcohol. Don't try to fix the problem. Just keep <laughs> yourself incredibly high and make enough money to Botox yourself to a point where you, you don't even look like a human being anymore. It's, it's really sad and disgusting, frankly. Yeah. It's, it's very unfortunate, but you know, we see this video and it's like, I feel like she's trying to be a teenager Madonna, I don't know. I mean, you are still the queen. So whatever you're doing, just just keep making music, you know? Bring a new album out. Maybe not show off your plastic surgery. Anyways, <laughs> we can talk about this for a long time. Okay. Uh, I can't. Uh, I'm done. I, I'm also very interested about that ketamine treatment, but, you know, that's, that's also happening in Washington. But we're going to move on to another story because uh, – yeah, we could go on about that forever. I want to talk about something that's kind of actually sad, though, that's been happening that's in the news. Uh, a story about Celine Dion. So Celine Dion is suffering from stiff person syndrome. And this is something that um, apparently, uh, as I've been reading up about it, uh, stiff person syndrome is a rare incurable neurological condition that causes severe muscle spasms and stiffening in the limbs. And uh, as, as the, uh, the doctors actually talk about, it's an abnormal postures, often hunched over and stiffened are characteristics of this disorder. People with SPS can be too disabled to walk or move, or they're even afraid to leave their house because of street noises, such as the sound of a horn. It can actually trigger spasms and make them fall, which mm -hmm. is just, it's just so sad. And, and they, they don't really understand the cause of this disorder, but... It could be a result of autoimmune, which is an issue that I have, too, so I know too well about that. And she even said that, unfortunately, these spasms have affected her aspect of her daily life, sometimes causing difficulties when she walks and not allowing her to use her vocal cords the way she used to sing. And yeah. then she's been working really hard with sports medicine therapist uh, to build back her strength and her ability to perform every day, but it's been a struggle for her. I so, feel. I mean, here... Hearing about this is just really sad. I mean, I can't even imagine going through this as a person, let alone someone that uses their voice uh, and performs like this, and then a horn can just send it off, and then all of a sudden you can't perform, you can't do anything. Sabrina, what do you think about when you hear about this? How do you feel about the situation? Do you think that Celine Dion can come back from this, or do you think that it just maybe this is just it for her? I mean, she says that she thinks that she is recovering and she's relying on um, her daughters a lot for support. And like you said, her sports me medicine therapist is um, helping her out. And I, I just, if loud noises can trigger it, I don't see how you could perform at a concert because it's literally all loud noises. So I don't, I don't know how that can work for her, unfortunately. Um, she's yeah, an no icon idea. and one of the strongest singers like ever. She has a beautiful voice and it's all she's ever known. Um, so I'm sure this is extremely difficult for her and I feel terrible. Um, the, the other thing is, is this disorder only uh, apparently affects one in 2 million people. That's how rare it is. So that's Jeez. why they don't know that much about it. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's really sad. I think that's yeah, the I same know. condition that the um, guitarist from, uh, this is not my genre of music, but um uh, Motley Crue, I want to say, and the, the yeah. last tour they had to literally, they literally had to put him on one of those, um, you know, like what you use to push the refrigerator on <laughs> one of those, you know what I mean? Like a uh, dolly, a dolly, <laughs> a dolly. Hey, hello, dolly. Um, to, <laughs> to put him on stage, and he had to have earplugs and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I have a I have Jeez. a minor neurological thing and loud sounds, sudden loud sounds actually cause physical pain in my body. So this wow. is a hundred times worse than that. And you know, I I like her as a singer in English, but in French, it's sublime stuff. I mean, um, the album that she put out, Sil Suffet de Mer, is one of the best albums that anyone's ever put out. And I mean, the thought, the fact that we're probably gonna lose that voice is horrible, and the personal stuff as well. I think the only way she could come back would be to do like intimate acoustic concerts. She did an yeah. album some years ago with a bunch of French blues guys. And other than one electric guitar, I think there was, everything else was acoustic and it was a very mellow sort of record, you know, and maybe she could, maybe her body could withstand that, but you know, Something I mean, like that. and the thing is, is it's really good that she's working with sports medicine because people may not realize this, but sports medicine doctors are the most skilled people on earth. They are taking care of people worth tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. They have cutting edge techniques that most doctors have no clue about. So if anyone can get over it with her willpower and money and her self-discipline, um, if anyone can survive this and, and overcome it, I, I sure hope it's her. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope so too. Like again, like how how amazing the performances we've gotten from her, the the classics. Even yeah. even think about movies and stuff. Going back to Titanic, My Heart Will Go On. Like that song alone was yeah. enough to make her a celebrity. But she's had such a huge career before that, and her voice is just angelic. And I just can't even imagine what she's going through as a person, especially I know like as an artist myself, it's just like to lose your voice like that. It, it'd be like like someone being like, it's like your memory as an actor. Now all of a sudden you don't. You yeah. can't remember your lines. And like, what do you do? And everything you've like built, your skills you built up for to do this job, you just can't do now. And it's like, what do you do with your life at that point? It's got to be the hardest thing to deal with. And she had a video that she put out on, on, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And it was just like so heartbreaking to see her. Cause you can tell like she's struggling as it is to get through this video. And on top of that, it's almost like saying goodbye to her career, but trying to stay positive. You can tell like she's fighting back the tears. Cause I can't even imagine. That's got to be so hard for somebody to go through and just to be like, you know, get a diagnosis like that for something that no one, like, it's very rare. Like, you never hear anybody getting it being like, sorry, we don't know how you got it. We don't know what to do about it. We're going to try some stuff, but most likely you're done. You know, it's like, and the fact that yeah, I it isn't like, just the end of a career, it's, it, 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 it will, will ultimately end her life in a yeah, very painful way, you know, which and is just. And it's that's what you're reading too, right? That it would actually be like they could be, you know, just eventually just die from something like yeah, this, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. It's the and same uh, thing. Like when I have, very, I have Crohn's, so I get so like I have colon, I get colon cancer. The same thing. Like I have Crohn's. Same thing for this autoimmune. You just never know. Your system can attack itself and shut down, and then and that's it. Or cancer could happen probably too. She's probably going to be more susceptible to cancer because the medication I'd imagine is also immune suppressors. So it's kind of the same deal, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like you just it's so sad it's it just made me feel so, and what i did was i went and listened to my because she's she's not only an international superstar but she's an international superstar in two languages and equally good in both which very few people have ever accomplished yes. and she just seems like a genuinely great person and i went back and watched an old kathy griffin um 
like 12 minute stand up routine about her going to see Celine Dion. Yeah. And I mean, she was taking the piss out of her, but you, you, you could <laughs> tell that they really liked each other. And when she was talking about how like gracious and kind and really genuinely funny that Celine Dion was when they went backstage with a person who pledged $6,000 for a blue cross or blue, you know, or a blue cross medical drive. And, um, and she signed everything. And Kathy Griffin was saying how she was so nervous that when they were taking the pictures, she was inadvertently stroking her hair. And in in order to make Kathy Griffin feel less uncomfortable, she said, you pet me like a dog, I bark like a dog. Floated <laughs> in laughter. And she said, and my gaze had her sign like 50,000 things, and she was so cool. And, you know, and it's like, it's so rare to find genuinely nice people at that level. And, and that it happened to her of all people is very sad to me. Yeah. One of my friends used to work for her when she had her residency in Vegas, and she said that she was such an amazing boss. Yeah. She was, they, she really took care of her crew. Um, and she worked for David Copperfield beforehand and he was apparently a horrible boss. Um, and she was so thrilled when she went over to work with Celine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they just, they took care of them. So David Copperfield, really? Yeah. That's wild. I guess he's been around for a long time. So you never know, you know, uh, people get an attitude, get a, you know, get a a big head, but like, I love David Copperfield. So that's, that's unfortunate to hear. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring you down further than we already are with the sad topic. Yeah, well, but, but look, you know, we just puppies, yay! <laughs> but puppies will make you cheer up. That's, that's for sure. But we hope the best for her. We just wanted to tell you this story. It's sad. We heard about it, and it's just one of those things we wanted to pass on. Hopefully, a cure comes along for this. They can help her come back. She's still not that that not that old, really. So the fact that this has happened to her right now, yeah, it's got to be she's like in her a fifties. Yeah, I mean, to have this hitter right now, I can't even imagine. Like, you think you still have a good, probably 20 years. Look at some of these rock stars and these musicians that go on ahead of you, and all of a sudden have it cut short like that. It's just, it's unfortunate for us as fans, and it's unfortunate for her as performers. So, I and hope you know, that I we remember find... remember when she was in Paris a couple of years ago, she was very thin, like painfully thin. And instead of oh, people yeah. saying, most people on the internet, on the social media, which is cancer, um, she says... Um, people, instead of saying, wow, you know, I wonder if she's okay. I hope she's okay. It's like, wow, this, this, she needs a sandwich and just being really nasty. So like, uh, just start being nicer. What the hell is wrong with you people? Like, I know people I, are just horrible we sometimes. We wish the best for you. We do. Yeah. We wish the best for you. Please fight it, fight it, fight it. And, and take the medicine and hopefully something comes along and it helps you because that's yeah. all you can do is fight. Yep. <sighs> it's so sad to hear. Um, uh, speaking of more females in the media, we're going to move on to another story um, about Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. So Jennifer Lawrence actually is coming out and making comments about female leads in cinema, which is one of those things that I'm just kind of like, okay, you were Katniss. We know you were a big action star, but what's she have to say about being a big action star? Well, she says, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. We were told girls and boys can both identify with the male lead, but boys cannot identify with a female lead. Um, okay. Uh, so this is part of a uh, Variety's Actors on Actors series. This came up where they actually asked her the question about this. Like, what did you mean by this? Can you please clarify? Um, because this is very vague, but it's also like, it sounds really bad, Katniss. 
And she says, she says, that's certainly not what I meant to say at all. I know that I am not the only woman who has ever led an action film, but what I meant to emphasize was how good it feels. And I meant that with Viola Davis to blow past these old myths that you hear about, about the chatter that you would hear around that kind of thing. But it was my blunder and it came out wrong and I had nerves talking about this to a a living legend that she was at that time. That's what she says. Now to me, I say, she sounds so good the way she put it the first time. Like she was very thought out what she was thinking. And then when she was actually asked about it on the fly, it sounds like she's like bumbling her words a little bit. Lauren, what do you think about this? Do you think that she was the first action star or do you think that she may have a little bit of a chip on her shoulder? A chip on her shoulder, more like a planet. Okay, isn't she the one one that was really close with Harvey Weinstein and said that she knew about it or whatever, but that she, but that, you know, if she had said anything, her career would be damaged. And then there was something about her complaining. In fact, on the Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais roasted her ass about, uh, and did a great bit about how, um, Good Lord, when when all of those 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 plumbers and those those workers in London heard that the poor girl only can get by on twenty five million pounds, oh no, because she was whining that she didn't get as much as her male co star. And look, I'm a female, I'm a feminist, okay. I was assistant executive director to the second largest chapter of the largest feminist organization on the face of the earth. And I am telling you that she's a feminist in the same way that we should have a pyromaniac in charge of the fire department. She's a (laughs) whining millennial that is privileged and doesn't know how good she has it and is making a mockery of people who work really hard in this industry and other ones. And by the way, when I was like five or six years old, uh, there was a, um, it was, and it was still in black and white then, the early episodes of The Avengers with Diana Rigg uh, playing a spy, okay, you know, and fighting and all of that. And then, oh, I don't know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, uh, I mean, you, Wonder Woman. I mean, you just go through endless amounts of, of women who for decades uh, and... I knew plenty of guys that tuned in. Buffy was an icon to boys and girls, okay? Um, Diana, oh, yeah. Rigg, yes, she still was. talk about her Emma Peel in, in the TV series, The Avengers. That was from the 60s and the 70s. You know, people need to need to be grateful for what they have. Yeah, I mean, I mean what, what about Wonder Woman, for heaven's sake? I know. Yeah, but there were so many movies I mean, and stuff before her. Yeah, the Wonder I mean, Woman, the of TV course. the show Wonder Woman. Like the That's TV right, show. Yeah. Linda Carter. There was Linda the bionic Carter. woman back yeah. in the day. Lindsay and Wagner. Huge. And look at, look you know at movies. I mean? like Charlie's Angels. Yeah, Charlie's Angels, which were leads. Look at, look at the Tomb Raider movies. The Tomb Raiders with Laura, uh, Laura Croft, Angelina Jolie. She did Uma Thurman and Neil Djokovic. Yeah, there were so many females. Does this and she, does she ever like watch anything that wasn't made 15 minutes ago? I don't think so. I don't think she did. I don't think she's seen much of anything. And I think she just jumped into conclusions being like, well, the Hunger Games was huge. So she's like, well, the Hunger Games is like one of the biggest franchises ever. So I must be the most sought after like female like action star. I'm not like, 
Jennifer Lawrence is okay. I think it worked for for the Hunger Games for me, but in general, I'm not a huge fan of her work. I feel like she was because Hunger Games did so well, they just kind of like thrust her into the world too much. Like, you know, and that's why she had to go away because she was used. So, I mean, like honestly, she was put out there so much that they had to eventually like you get, you, get, you know, it gets old. You know, you see her in every movie. Like, nobody wants to see you. It's, like, over-saturizing her. It's, like, putting her out there too much. And then so she thought that she was hot shit, which, you know, she was at one point. And now she took a step back. She's coming back in. She was married to er- Darren Aronofsky for a long time. And that didn't work out. And uh, she's coming back in the limelight. And she's just putting her foot in her mouth. Unfortunately, there's a lot of female actors that were that have, like, kicked ass in multiple franchises like we've talked about and on TV before her, and it's kind of disrespectful to them that you forget what came before you, which is a big topic we talk about on this show all the time. It's like remembering what came before you. And for her, it's like she doesn't. She doesn't remember what came before her. She's just like, well, me, 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 which is a problem with a lot of these new-age millennial or Gen Z, you know, uh, actors who just forget about the movie stars of the past. They're not movie stars. They're social media celebrities, most of them. Yeah, that's all they are, really. Yeah, but me, I just want to throw a fit. I made me want to throw a fit, though. I'm like, because yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like, come on. Like, you have, just call, like, you're not the, you're, the world doesn't revolve around you. Sabrina, what do you think about her? Like, honestly, you're being a little quiet right here. What do you think about her? You Don't you think that she's kind of going a bit too far here? I mean, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not going to attack her as a person. Like, I don't, you know, I, I just, I think she said something stupid. I don't think she's extremely educated, um, unfortunately, in film, which you should be as an actor. You know what I mean? Because that's just a wild well, statement be. to make. Like any, like yeah. if you ask any person on the street, like who was the first female uh, action star that you can remember? Not one person, unless maybe they're twelve, is going to say Jennifer Lawrence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, there's just well, no she was way. huge though. So, oh, absolutely, and I'm not saying that she wasn't. And I think she was amazing in Silver Linings Playbook um, when she Great. won the Oscar. Her and Bradley Cooper um, were amazing in that. That she seems like she's a nice person. Uh, I just, I just think she, you know, spoke out of her ass and showed that she's not uh, as uh, I don't want to say intelligent because it's not really smarts, but like not as versed as she should be in her own industry. Um, yeah, I think know, she... so that's, and and her response was insane. It was like she wasn't even making complete sentences, and it didn't even re- really relate to what she said. So she was put was on the spot weird. and she was bumbling on it. She wasn't ready for that at all. You know, I don't think she was. Well, so, I mean, when you but you have to be ready for those questions. About something that you said, you should probably be slightly prepared to answer that question if you're going to be in a situation where press is going to be around. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's part of your job. Like you your publicist, have gotten you ready for that. and they can't speak on their own, and they have no understanding of the career they're even in. And yeah, what about absolutely. all of the Asian kick-ass women in martial arts movies and the? Yeah. I mean, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Look at that. Okay. It's like, uh, it's just, it infuriates me. Yeah. So many big, like we said, like Lauren said too, Uma Thurman in the Kill Bill movies. There's been a lot of female actors that have been in huge. Uma Thurman was all, Lucy Liu was also, I mean, there was like a bunch of strong ass kicking women. You know what I mean? Like in, in Kill Bill. Foxy Uh, Brown. No, uh, it was, um. Yeah, Foxy Brown, different movie though. But who was yes. the other? Uh, Vivica Fox was also. Vivica in, Fox. Oh, yeah, Vivica Fox. And, and had I've, I've stood in for her before. Her, like, like, I've stood in for Vivica Fox before. Just, just put that out there. <laughs> and she looked me up match. and down. She looked me up and down and said, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I got you. I got you. Whatever you need, let me know. Yeah, but she's also Hilarious. like three feet taller than me too. So she's a tall woman. Oh wow! Yeah, she was like six two or something like that, and I you know like really? five ten. So, yeah, she's tall. She's oh, I'm tall. Learning um, so much today. 
Uh, but she was fantastic. So as she comes up, but you know, Jennifer Lawrence, this is what happens to actors all the time where they say something and then they put their foot in their mouth later. It happens. It's, it's just the nature of the beast doing press. Like it, you know what I mean? Like you say something before and the press like tie into it and they, they bring it back and turn it around on you because I mean, that's what it is. They want to ask you questions that they're trying to get trip you up sometimes. That's why it's hard to be an actor sometimes. You have to think about everything you say. So I don't, I don't wrong her for saying this, but I'm also like, it's also like a, a statement where you're like, come on, like, when you said initially, you should have, you know, backtracked a little bit. I'm like, well, you know, there, she should have this initially. I should have been like, there are other female actors that have been kicking ass before me. I'm just relating this to, like, you know, Hunger Games being so successful. She you is know? right a little bit in the respect that, like, a, a a girl can identify with a guy or a girl lead, and a guy can identify less with a woman lead. That is a, a fairly true statement. Like, my father, who is no brain surgeon... Um, but he has, you know, said, I'm so sick of all these movies with the women as the lead and they're doing all this crap. I'm like, it's like, it's not physically possible for a, a woman to do this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, oh, but a man can do it. And he's like, well, it's more <laughs> plausible if a man can do it. You know what I mean? Like we also played Taboo was... and he said that he was trying to describe soap and he said something women use in the kitchen. So, I mean, that'll give you oh, an idea. However, <laughs> yep, that happened. um, it, you know, there are people who it's not as easy for them to accept a woman in that part. So she could have kind of dug in on that a little bit and, and you know, explained b better that way as opposed to just rambling on about nothing, you know? Well, that was, should have been the focus. And then when someone exactly. called out on it and said, hey, you weren't the first one, what I would have said had I been in a position is, yeah, you know what? Sometimes those of us in Hollywood, we're so privileged and protected and we have yes men around us all the time we're so far up our own asses sometimes even our proctologists can't find us and made a joke of it <laughs> and said, no, obviously there were hundreds and thousands of great women before me you know but but i was just referencing that even today there are men who can't like exactly their own ball sack and actually enjoy something because yeah maybe a woman can't floor a guy um if she's five two and he's six seven but guys can't go through space. Guys, we, we're yeah. not in interstellar orbit, so we should stop <laughs> making sci-fi movies. I mean, you have to have <laughs> plausible deniability to, in order to, or I mean, suspension of disbelief just to go to the movies for a lot of things. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. She doesn't seem like the, I mean, she seems like a nice person, but it's like, you know, young people look up to celebrities like gods because we killed all our gods. So the celebrities are the gods now. And so um, and so you have a certain responsibility not to act like a complete idiot. Well, and you also have a responsibility to like, I mean, to, to know what you're talking about in your own field. It's not like they yes. asked her about space or, you know right. what I mean, uh, about the yes. cure for cancer. Like it was about her job, like you should know about your job, you know, you and then know. also in her, in her response to the idiotic thing she said, she was wildly unprepared and clearly caught off guard. And Lauren, what you said would have been a million times better and it would have been completely over. Nobody would say another word about it, you know? But instead, and all of she those just... guys that that she says get alienated. Oh, she's not a bad. She's not bad for a girl. I know how these people think. I grew up in the Midwest in the '60s and '70s. I know how these knuckle draggers think. Okay, but every once in a while, if you if you give them a little light in that 
locked down cranium of theirs once in a while they'll like go ah you know i've met people like that <laughs> change their you know they they've changed their view because you know it, you're not going to do it by saying all of you suck and that makes me great what you do is say oh i'm just one of you guys come on lighten up lighten up yeah, you know it's you okay got this. right you don't have to turn everything into a, 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 a this person versus that person and that's what everything is now and she's not helping women by doing this she's not no no, and hopefully that people will hear this and they'll be like, okay, she's just, you know, yeah. wrong. It's been happening for a long time. Again, it's an actor saying something, which a lot of times when actors say something, I mean, I'm an actor, so I know. And sometimes it comes out of their ass. It just does. Yeah. <laughs> it just as does. a human, sometimes shit comes out of your ass. But when you're an actor yeah. and then, you know, yeah. someone who is and has her highest status, like people are going to be watching more. People are going to be listening more and people are going to yeah. dissect it more. So you yeah. should be prepared. Yeah. You should be. Your number one be. job but, as an actor is to be prepared. Yes. Be prepared. Actor prepared. Be prepared. All right. The, <laughs> the question is for you. is probably an actor prepares. And why didn't she prepare? An interview yeah. is a performance. What the hell are you doing? It, it, I have a guy really on tour and next week we're going to run through simulations because I'm trying to get him booked on some, you know, radio and TV shows uh, to promote the, the play he's in. He's like, well, I've never done an interview at that level. Right. I'm like, I'll awesome. walk you through it. I'll ask you questions yeah. and we'll walk through it. He's like, yeah, thank that's you. That's what you so have to do. Much. Right? You so have to rehearse. He's a young up and coming actor. She's making tens of millions of dollars and she hasn't sussed out this yet. Apparently. Nope. Apparently. Well, the question is for everybody out there, like we've discussed it. What do you think about it? Do you, do you uh, believe that she's right? <laughs> I doubt you do that. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> female action stars or she's the first one. No one did it before her. Let us know. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Now it's time for Ascent of Musk. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying this is that I have all the answers here. <laughs> so we're going to get into a little Musk news right here. So Elon Musk, he's been in the news right now for a couple things. The first nice thing picture. I want to talk about is what they're calling. <laughs> they're calling, well, Twitter Hotel, we're calling it today. So people are saying that Elon Musk, there's a report coming out from the BBC is a big one too, where he is actually having bedrooms set up inside Twitter in offices that were initially offices, but now he's changed them into bedrooms for employees to sleep afterwards. So here we go. I'm going to go with my first slide here. So the Twitter hotel, they're saying there's four to eight rooms per floor that are converted into bedrooms. Some Twitter users saw these amenities somehow better than what they're used to because they were sleeping in their offices before. And the MIF San Francisco, oh, this is what Elon Musk actually said. He goes, he was MIF because San Francisco wants to attack his company for providing beds for tired employees. He tried to call out the San Francisco mayor, London, uh, uh, London oh, mayor, great. London. Yeah. Who, who I guess London brought a name for not prioritizing, making sure kids are safe from fentanyl. So Musk is saying, well, you know, this is uh, because of uh, fentanyl. Like you deal with fentanyl. Don't deal. You're not dealing with the actual problem here. But again, he's giving Where's beds he to people because, because, you know, he's giving beds to people because they're tired while they're working. I do want to show this quickly, too. This is a uh, little slideshow of the actual, um, the actual beds, the bedrooms that are converted. So here's a, here's a tweet from the BBC uh, that kind of shows a couch and a bed put up. Here's another one where they converted a, uh, a couch. Actually, there's, I mean, it just looks like a couch in a conference room, but there's a blanket there. They have armoires set up. I think that's a futon, so it lays down. Yeah, so a futon. 
Yeah, armoire for your uh, clothing needs. We have a couple more little beds, but it's couches with sheets and stuff like that. Uh, we have another one here uh, where it's clearly just, you know, a couch again, but with a sheet on it. Another one, couch with a sheet. These are all the, fo the photos that came out saying this is a problem. Here's the actual one that shows a bed That's the uh, in the actual suite. place. That's the, if you see the double TV right there too. Um, but yeah, so that's the first thing that they're talking about with him. I do want to go, before we discuss this, I do want to go into one more thing uh, that they're talking about Twitter in the news too is Twitter is apparently blacklisting people. This is another thing that's going around about Elon Musk dealing with. And they're saying that they're blacklisting tweets. So those who question the prevailing COVID orthodoxy of lockdowns and mask mandates, such as Stanford's Dr. Ray RJ, I can never say this guy's name, argued that lockdowns harm children were placed on a search blacklist. So Twitter used what was termed as visibly filtering to downplay accounts that objected to or had teams of people working to reduce the traction gained by individuals or tweets. So pretty much what's happening is just, you know, Elon Musk, uh, they're saying, is has a blacklist on there. So if you tweet something that's bad, they're going to stop it from filtering through so it doesn't get retweeted so people don't see it in their feed. If it dealt with COVID stuff, if it dealt with anything they don't like, a lot of Republicans are saying, of course, their stuff is being suppressed. And they're also attacking him at the same time, saying that he's a slave laborer who is making his employees sleep at work. Okay? Now, this is a lot to talk about because you go different directions with this. You go with, well, he's just supplying beds because people are tired and they want to, doesn't want them to drive home and be dangerous. Or he's forcing them to work extremely hardcore, as he said, and not leave. And then on top of that, he's blacklisting people that don't agree with Twitter. Well, they're saying that Elon's trying to stop that now. But he's trying okay, to stop go... it. He's not doing it. He's trying to stop that from happening. Yeah, I wanna, no, I there are talk people Lauren... accusing him of doing that as well. Yeah, they're, but they're more they're on the Democratic well. side, but that yes. is about like the previous Twitter CEO was doing that on the Republican side. Yeah, yeah like, so he there's was, two he big was... things happening here. Yeah, right. Um, let's. I want. I want you two to kind of talk about this a little bit too, Lauren. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that he has been blacklisting people or do you think that he's going to stop it? And how do you feel about the bed situation? Okay, so um, ideas are not dangerous. The implementation of ideas are dangerous. And so what was happening with the Twitter files one and two dump is showing how the the uh, White House, they were taking marching orders from the Biden uh, campaign and then the Biden White House to shadow ban people, to block content, uh, to not even allow discussion of professionals with the COVID situation. And I am completely against lockdowns. I always have been. It's a disaster. It has bankrupted the world. It's destroyed people's ability to act as human beings. And, and masks have never worked. And I know because... When I was 14 and 15 years old, I was cutting up cadavers in the basement of the University of Arizona Medical Center because I was going to be a doctor. And from the 1970s, those masks that we'd put on, you put those on just because when they're drilling through bones and stuff, there's particulates, right? No one, it's on the box. Masks absolutely deter the spread of COVID. 100% it does. 
It doesn't. So yes, it uh, does. the other thing this is, is something that you two will probably go back and forth about too. I, I mean, <laughs> doctors wouldn't wear them in the in in oh, when well, the doctors. Yeah, the doctors have let me bleed out. Uh, in well, I'm just saying they wouldn't now. wear the, the like. How do they treat people without well, getting COVID if they didn't have on the N95 masks and the fucking face shields? Well, it, absolutely. Not I'm not about, saying it's it's gonna 100 percent help. N95 masks. We're talking well, about. The, the mask that people are walking around with right now. We're well, not I wear I wear N ninety five I wear K N ninety five masks. So I'm okay, not gonna, but I'm, I'm talking not gonna about wear a scarf. The, yeah, the cloth stuff is just the ridiculous. Stuff the cloth stuff not does only, nothing. Not only doesn't work, but all you're doing is breathing in what's supposed to be expelled out of your body and recirculating it over and over. It's diminishing your immune system and it's a disaster for young children because more than words or it's the the the, the facial gestures and the facial expressions that you react to them that shows them uh, the, it forms their core personality it's a disaster as far as the hotel i do feel it's good to have the n95s though if you have n95s yeah, does help that's a medical and, grade and, situation I, i'm just the not medical gonna say ones, on air for I think anyone to hear that masks don't work at all because that's not a true statement i'm sorry yeah if you have the n95 it works grade masks do okay well if you make that distinction work. Right, but I don't. I've seen maybe in LA five people who have had that that kind of mask on. Everybody else has like cloth masks or bandanas or something like that. And and the it, bandanas it, are ridiculous. I feel uh, like this like it's like the Wild West. I know it's absolutely pointless. So I figure I might as well look fashionable while I'm placating <laughs> the uh the authoritarians you know so as far as when wonder brothers came back from covid they, they let the masks happen the gators at first then they took them away and because they, they said that we can't use gators because of that that was one of their well, protocols no, they took them away they wouldn't make enough because then other companies would make money and not the medical supply houses listen we've pumped a, a 1.7 trillion dollars up into the pharmaceutical companies last year alone and it, it and and they're ju it's just profit grabbing as far as the hotels go it's like san francisco um is insanely expensive just to get a hotel room if you're working long hours and and for that kind of pay you should be working long hours um and also because of the change in direction and leadership at twitter just like in tesla when Tesla was going to, I've talked to you earlier about this, when Tesla was going to, they were nearing bankruptcy at one point. And so not the assembly line workers, but the engineers and the people at the top, he said, you don't go home till we fix this problem. I don't care how fucking long you're here. They slept on blankets on concrete floors underneath their desk. This is a boon. For, for Twitter employees. If you, you, most people can't live in San Francisco even with a $100,000 a year salary. So they have to go out to the East Bay or whatever. And if you put in 12 hours and now you face two hours on the Bay Bridge to go home, why not just take a nap, right? I think it's a great, uh, look, I'm really mad at him about the Neuralink and the dead animals and that ultimately I think he's a laughing Lex Luthor, but I, I, I think what he's doing at Twitter I, is great. Absolutely. I saw somebody online saying that maybe he's the first supervillain, actually, the first real supervillain. Like, people are like, is he really? Because of some of the stuff that's happening with him recently. Oh, so I don't you know. He did a pretty good job killing 120 million people. I think he was probably a pretty big supervillain. I mean, he, <laughs> if he ends up putting chips in people's heads and directing them to do crazy well, that's, shit. Yeah. That's, can, that's where it kind of goes. It's like oh. you're putting chips in people's heads, you're killing chimpanzee, chimpanzees, you're, uh, you know, they're, they're worried about how people are being treated because that was a big thing. They're worried about people being abused. Apparently the city of San Francisco said that they 
they can't have these beds there because it's a zoning issue, has to have a different permit. Sabrina, when you hear about this, do you think that he's being bad? Do you think that this is like he's abusing his employees or do you think that he's actually helping them by putting these beds in? And do you think that he can stop this whole Twitter problem? Because with with the with the, the issue with the blacklisting, do you think that's on Musk or do you think that's on the regime before? Uh, I think that it's on both. I think that they both, you know, it's, I, they said that, um, I can't, what's the previous guy's name with the beard? I cannot remember his name. Jack Dorsey. Thank Dorsey, you. Yeah. Um, you know, that he was doing it with certain um, far right wing people or people that he thought were spreading misinformation, that it wasn't like, it wasn't blacklisting them, but like start steering traffic away from those tweets in particular. Um, and I think that Elon Musk is doing the same thing with like, there, there's a lot of Democratic people or people that lean left, you know, that are saying that their tweets are not, you know, being promoted the way that they used to be before. So I, I think it's a, you know, just a change in point of view and that it was happening before and it's going to continue to happen and it doesn't matter. Like Jack, it, it, Jack Dorsey said that he didn't know any of those things. These were mid-level people that were making unilateral decisions and that's why he supports Elon Musk cleaning out the viper's nest because he said that- I'm Dorsey not saying he was doing it personally, was but I'm saying it was happening yeah. under his watch. It was definitely, and, and it, yeah. it's happening yeah, under Elon's sure. watch now. Well, well, where that decision yeah. comes from, I cannot tell you. You know well, what I mean? Because I, I read the Twitter comments. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's definitely happening now, and it was definitely happening then. And with any com company that is, you know, it's just people like putting their information up. There are people that control that information that you put up there, and whoever is specifically controlling whatever information gets to make a choice. Now, whether that lies with what they're told from their superiors or whether that lies with how they feel themselves, you know, there is it's still in someone else's hands. You know, like just, just as, as pretty much any other job, like if you go into a store and you want to return something, one cashier may be like, I'm sorry, this is past the date. And another person will be like, you know what, I'll give you a store credit. It's all like, no matter what job, there is someone that controls whatever is going to happen in a given situation. So right. on both sides, I don't care who owns Twitter, uh, it's, it's going to happen on some level. Um, so I don't really fault, you know, anyone specifically for that. Um, because even, you know, how much betting you can do, it's, it's going to happen and it's unfortunate, but it's going to happen. Um, now if you're saying things that are, you know, messed up and hate speech and spreading lies and disinformation, you should be blocked or banned and you should know that you should. But who decides what disinformation is away. though? Who decides I, what disinformation is? I mean, that would lie within, within their construct of, uh, of power, like the, who, whoever he puts in charge so of the people in power whatever decide checker. Whatever fact, fact checkers lie. Hires. Fact checkers well, are paid by who? Had, listen, when you get into science-based stuff, um, you know the 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 joke in the science world is there's there's lies, damn lies, and statistics, and so you can spin anything. There are scientists that will fight head, tooth and nail with completely opposing points of view. So who's right? And so that's why with free speech, you unless someone is threatening to kill someone or doxing them out. There's no reason to ban anybody for anything, as horrible as it is. Pornography, particularly with young people or non-consensual people, and then threats of, of violence and doxing are the only things you should be banned for at well, all. You, they're, they're, if, you're, if you are spreading things that are like, like what if I went on there and I said, uh, Kathy Griffin ate a baby today right in front of me 
and uh, she's going to a meeting later uh, with a bunch of other QAnon uh, people to show them that that Democrats really do eat babies. Like, do do you think that's fine for somebody to say? Because it's obviously a fucking lie. No, it's not. I mean, look, I... I don't know that it's a lie or not, but you have the absolute right to say it. And if you don't like what they're saying, don't read their tweets. Just block them. See, but the problem is like people say things like that. And then other people who are, you know, not don't don't live in reality, like grab onto that. And they're like, this is happening. And then it goes because of Mm -hmm. social media and the way that it has become like one tiny little thing that is so obviously false or insane will spread like wildfire. And then all of a sudden you'll have Congress people talking about it like it's. It's so? a, a double-edged sword. Well, well so I they don't should think be working so. on things that actually matter instead of bullshit. Well, why don't they? Opinion, they're going to a shit ton of money. But to, why, to, would, to, why would a United States senator be down in the weeds doing that and commenting on it? Look, you know, you may not like the royal family, and I don't like some of the decisions they've made since Her Majesty died, but I will tell you this. The never complain, never explain is the all... Look, people are going to believe what they want to believe. Um, the Buddhists think that what the what the Christians believe is foolish. The Jews think that Christ had, that the, the prophet hasn't come yet. The atheists think that there's no God. The Satanists think that that Satan runs the world. Uh, scientists, some will tell you that we we are in parallel universes. Some people will tell you it's a flat Earth. It's a discussion. And but it's not a flat earth, on the Lauren. individual person to make a decision about what they believe. I am not the arbiter of what other... I can say what I say. You're also I, not running a, a website that or an app that um, has all of this stuff going on. Like if you're in a, in a restaurant and you're, you own a restaurant, you're going to hire a manager, right? And yes. the manager is going to take care of the employees and make sure that everyone is doing their job properly and not stealing from the register. And, and whatever else like that, you, there is a, a, it's like a tree. There's the person at the top and then you have like, let's say three managers. And then after that you have, you know, maybe a head waitress on, on different shifts. And then after that you have all the regular waitresses and then you have a bar staff and you have bar backs and you have, you know, bus boys. I'm using the restaurant example because I worked in restaurants my whole life. But the point is, is that going back to what we were discussing before, as far as people, um, whoever it is to blame, like for all of these tweets getting siphoned or blacklisted or traffic being driven away from them or however it's happening, like there is a hierarchy of people and, you know, Mm -hmm. somewhere along the line, there are people in control of that and making their own choices in some cases. And like I said, maybe it does come from on up and maybe they were told to do that or maybe they made that decision on their own. My point is, is that we're humans and humans, even though they're in a position where they should be doing specifically their job, are going to do things on their own judgment. Like you have a manager at a restaurant that is managing the restaurant, but who's to say that maybe one day he's going to change the books a little bit and put $100 in his pocket because he feels like it or drink some vodka and then put water in the bottle because he feels like it, even though he's a manager and he shouldn't be doing that. Okay, My point is, is it's human error, and, and it's going to happen. It's apples and oranges, because if you applied that to Twitter and free speech, what you're saying is that we're the not manager about will instruct We're talking about the manager will instruct the wait staff to go table to table, and if they don't like what the, what the customer is talking about, they tell them to leave or they don't give them their food. And so that's what you're basically saying that there, and also that's in, not logic what I'm saying. And, in logic and rhetoric, 
Um, this is called uh, Lauren. Uh, I'm not talking about free speech. I'm talking about the question that Brian asked about the topic that we're this, talking about, which is people driving tweets away that they didn't like. I'm not right, talking about free nobody, speech. You're like talking said, about free speech, which is nobody a big debate. Be, nobody should because, be I mean, telling people no, what they can say and what they can't say unless it's that's like not what causing this physical is harm. Or, but Musk or, is still stopping some of these tweets. Still, he is here. still stopping some of the he tweeting. Is he is stopping some of the people. I don't so think I think that this is not going to end. But maybe it needs to be less regulated than it was before. But it, I don't think it's going to end. Much you know? less regulated. Doxing, but, but is, if threats of violence, pornography. Those are the only things that yeah. should be banned. If there's Everything stuff like that, is up for discussion. We need That's to stop. It. We need to. Stop. There should be nothing with children. There should be nothing like pornography. That if people are going to incite, like incite something or causing to, right. to get people together, like using it as a rallying tool to attack something. That's you not mean, good like, either. Trump did on or commit a crime. That's, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Cool. There's there's stuff like that where it shouldn't be used for that. But also, yes. I mean, you I know, mean, but also on top of that, I don't know about like, you know, what he's doing with the, the you know, the business or the business having beds. If it's if it's in the idea that we're helping people that are too tired, that can't drive home. That's a great thing. But if it's if it is a thing where these people come forward saying like it's like slave labor, that's another whole story. But I, we'll have to see Twitter, how it develops, you know? Uh, Twitter is not doing anything that Apple doesn't. I mean, if you go to Apple headquarters, if you go to Google headquarters, they have all of those things and much, much more. They have an, they have. Look, budget, I've they worked have on set for 15 hours and then had to be back within seven hours. And I would love to have had a bed on, on yeah, the floor somewhere absolutely. that I could have slept yeah. instead of having so to drive it. home and then drive back. But at the it just depends. Time, if, if these people, you know, have families and like, you know, other things to do besides live at Twitter, it's all, it's obviously not great, but that's their choice. That's each employee's choice. And that's I lived in thing. San Francisco for years and I know exactly where the Twitter headquarters is. And I can tell you that when you step outside that headquarters, it is wall to wall shit, piss, needles, oh, yeah. insane people, drunks, drug addicts wall to wall and London Breed is a horrible mayor and she's worried about Twitter beds when the entire city, the most arguably, maybe other than New York City, the most beautiful and formerly livable city I've ever lived in. And I left it for Los Angeles because Los Angeles is safer and better than San Francisco is now because mayor after mayor have gotten so left wing to the point of insane like the way that the people you're talking about the the democrats eat baby side of the the right wing spectrum this is the left wing side of the spectrum and they're destroying city after city after city we need to go back to good liberal politics and that means that there's room for conservatives and there's room for liberals and you come together and you find what's best for everyone because that's what this fucking country was built on if you don't like it fuck off to china just fuck on up. that note, <laughs> on that note, now it's time. I know we can talk about this for a long I time. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated on Musk as it moves for everybody. I know Sprint has more to say, but we'll come back to it. Maybe in her takeaway. Uh, what do you, everybody think out there? Do you think that he is a slumlord keeping people trapped and working forever? Or do you think he's trying to give a service? Let us know what you think. But now it's time for our featured story of the day. Hey. All right, everybody, we got a lot to talk about here still. We're getting towards the end of our show, but it's time for our featured story of the day. And this is about 
the DC. We're going to have some fun now. We've talked about some serious stuff. We're going to have some fun right here. So the DC EU, or I guess DCU now, they have canceled Wonder Woman 2. And this is a whole thing going back and forth about what's going to happen with the DCU. So what they're saying right now is Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is canceled because Jenkins was given the chance to take another stab at the Wonder Woman 3 treatment after receiving notes from Warner Brothers. So she went there, she had a meeting with James Gunn and Saffron about what's going to happen with this. They didn't like the script. They said, okay, we have some concerns about the character arcs and the payoffs and the threequel emulating similar structural problems that happened in Wonder Woman 1984. So they decided to uh, tell her to take her script home, work on it, and then come back. Well, apparently she did not like that because she walked out and she was really mad that they said this, but they're trying to restructure everything. So that's why this is happening. Uh, so what they're saying is they're describing the rules were enforced against the right to fight. Oh, this is different. I don't know why that. Arc so what happened was really they're just trying to, to tell her like, hey, like this is, you know, our new baby. We're trying to fix this. We're changing things. Gal Gadot came out and said a few years ago, it was announced that I was going to be Wonder Woman. It's been great for the opportunity to play such an incredible, iconic character. And more than anything, I'm grateful to you, the fans. Can't wait to share the next chapter with you. So this has been a thing, too. It's like, okay, well, she's saying, I'm not done. And then Patty Jenkins has an opportunity to come back with a new script. I just think that they're trying to restructure the whole DC universe. And so that's why they're like, hey. She brought a script, and they, they, then they shut it down. Yeah, so. yeah but they, they said they gave her notes that said, come back with it. And she got mad. She got mad because she's talked to the prior people about it. Now they're saying Aquaman 2 might be done, or that might be the last movie for Jason Momoa because of all this thing. They're also saying that, uh, you know, this whole thing with The Flash and with Superman, that they just, Henry Cavill just came back and they're saying, well, we shot some stuff for Flash with Henry Cavill to be Superman again, but we might not use it in the Flash movie. We might not use him. Aquaman shot some stuff too for the Flash movie. They might not use it. Uh, what about Batman? What about Batfleck? They're saying that Batfleck might not be back too now because, well, if we're going to try to reboot everything, they might get rid of Batfleck, they might get rid of Aquaman. The Flash has so many problems because we know that Ezra Miller's been fucking up left and right. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, been yeah. happening. It's been, it's, it's been a mess. Now, Dwayne Johnson's movie didn't do too well, and he's he's firing back, being like, well, I'm going to be... We're not, I'm not going anywhere. He said, my movie's going to make 52 to 72 million. And that it made the same amount as Captain America 1, which didn't do that well. But the second and third did better. So it's a building thing for DC. Uh, but his movie's probably going to lose $50 million. He's saying this based off potential DVD sales and, and streaming stuff. So he's saying, I'm not going anywhere. But there's potential they might not do a Black Adam 2. So this has been a whole thing going back and forth. And James Gunn came out, who is now in charge. And he's saying, like, hey, guys. We're going to build upon what was work, being, work from the past, and then we're going to rectify what didn't. So this has been a complete disaster because you go from like, okay, we got Superman back. We're going to do a new Superman with Henry Cavill. We're going to reboot the DCEU. We're going to use some of these old actors. It's going to work. They hired James Gunn and Peter Safran. They said, no, we're changing things, and we don't like your Wonder Woman 3 script. So it doesn't fit our plan, so we're not going to use it. Now, if you can change that, maybe it'll work. But I don't think it was just that. Rumbling. It's because 19, that 1984 did not do well It didn't at do well. And, and they were saying the script had a lot and of the same issues. the first one did amazing. I know, but they're saying that this script was a lot like 84. And they said it reminded them a lot of it, and that didn't work. So we can't do that again. 
That's what they were saying after that meeting. And then she got mad and then it blew up on the Hollywood Reporter. It blew up on Deadline saying it's done and it's, you know, it's over with. But apparently they're saying, you know, if she can come back and do something that's that works with their guidelines for where they see the DCEU going, then maybe it would work. But I mean, between Aquaman being maybe done, they're saying that this might be his last one. And the Flash, of course, like I said, they have problems with the Flash already. They have problems with the whole thing. Batflex said he was done. Maybe he's back. Is it even worth it? At this point, is it worth it to continue with these actors? Or should we replace them? What do you think, Sabrina? Should we just keep going with that? Or should we just change everything right now? Because there's a lot of issues. I mean, I don't know. I guess if they're making a whole new restructuring plan and they want to start from scratch, I guess that makes sense for them. Wonder Woman 1984 did not do that well. Black Adam didn't do that well. Um, you know, the Justice League didn't do that well, even though the Snyder Cut was more popular with the fans, like the, the Justice League that they released did not do that well. Um, so I, I understand them wanting to start over. Um, I do think it's unfortunate for some actors um, because Gal oh, yeah. Gadot like Henry Cavill just came back. And I mean, I really care for him, so I don't care about him. But Gal Gadot. But he was uh, like, I'm was Superman fantastic. again. Yeah, well, good and luck with that, buddy. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, and he just tweeted I, again. I, he he doubled down with this news. He's like, hey, I'm still Superman, everybody. <laughs> you know? yeah, I, I don't think anything's set in stone at this point. And also, I'm so sorry, uh, but I have an event at the ASC that I have to go to for Hawk. It's, I, I, I need to be there at 630 at 6.02. So I have to go uh, and get my butt over there before I get fired. Okay. Right. Well, we'll see you <laughs> well, tomorrow. Thanks. No, Monday. Thanks for being I'm here, not, no. See you guys on see Monday. Monday. See you on Monday. Sorry, out, but I, I really have to go. Okay, have fun. Enjoy tonight. the rest of the show, you guys. Peppy says bye. And bye, Peppy. <laughs> Take care. Bye, guys. Have fun. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay. Lauren, what, what do you think about this when you hear this? If you were an executive and you have all this drama going into this, would you would you stay with these same actors or would you change it up? Because, I mean, I like a lot of these actors. I like Ben Affleck. We talked about that. I like Affleck as Batfleck as Batman. I like Jason Momoa. He's a great Aquaman. You have issues with Ezra Miller, though. You have issues with, like, where we go forward. You have new people running it. What would you do? You come in here. Would you keep some of these actors? Or just say, fuck them all. Let's start over. Man, this is a mess, isn't it? I it's mean, It's a huge mess. So the first thing is, like, the, the you know, the it, it kind of goes back to the story about how um, you know, Jennifer Lawrence was talking about how, you know, men, some, sometimes particularly like straight men, um, have a, have a weird feeling about the, the female being the lead or being the director or something. So a bad look as a lit, as a literary agent, it's maddening to me when I get a script and it's really good. And, but I know that there's something in it that's going to be a problem. Like, okay, if we try to license this, it's going to be too expensive or if we changed it a little bit and and maybe change location or something we you know because it the, yeah. the budget could balloon there's there's risks on set all kinds of stuff could be happening right you cannot believe the pushback i get from people who have no credits and have never sold a script <laughs> imagine if you're somebody that's selling scripts that's been directing movies and you're told no about anything you, and and then to whine and I'm gonna take my script and go home. 
it's so like what these dudes think women are actually like. And most of us are not. Most of us have to make compromises and change things. And, and just like men do. I mean, you know, it's no different, right? But because if you, if, you, if you accept that we're still not fully there yet, equality-wise, at least in people's minds, if not, if not the law, yeah. then you have to go, okay, because what I've always heard from my female mentors in the feminist community and stuff is like, you have to work twice as hard to get just as far. You know, so you have, and, and you are acting as an example to those who have, you know, and, and now it's happening with people of color and it's happening with gay people. And it's, hap it, you know, a lot of people are finally getting to sit at the table. And when you just, I'm taking my script and going home, you know, That's now it. you're like throwing people out of work. And if your previous thing didn't do that great, don't you want to fix that? So James Gunn, it's this is like wrangling wet angry cats, okay? Yeah, and the thing is, is like, like he's he's given her a chance. He's given her a chance. Yeah. He's like, hey, we don't like this. Here's some notes. Like, go home, fix it, and come back. Like he 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 loves Gal Gadot apparently as Wonder Woman. And if you have a good actor playing that, and you just don't have the right script, then you know you, this is how this is the business. This is how it works. And you I'm have not to go sure home and that fix it things. is possible to. You know, I was thinking because we do a lot of stories about Marvel and DC, and honestly. I've seen a lot of the older stuff. I've not seen some of the newer stuff, but I, I, I get, the, I know the flavor of it and everything. And I understand the, yeah. the problems and the, and the, I understand the attraction and I understand the problems and what it could be is one of two things. Either the entire genre is collapsing in on itself and cannibalizing itself and it will, it will reduce itself to nothingness or it may be that the Marvel and the DC universes are like the parallel universes. Once they touch, they explode and it's over. Maybe they need to be kept separate. I, I mean, the, if I, if I were the, if I Let were, it happen. that's what I say, <laughs> it would be like, Oh my God, give me, give me an Excedrin migraine and a, and a, and an ice pack. <laughs> and just, you guys, Let's do a Hunger Games. Let's get Jennifer Lawrence to reboot the Hunger Games in real time. Jump and, you, in. and whoever's left standing can do the movie. How's that? Let's make the Hunger <laughs> I, Games out of figuring out who's going to write the I, damn script, right? I I I, lo I love though I love the Marvel stuff. So I wish that they could or Marvel and the DC stuff. I wish DC could be as good as Marvel because Marvel does like it's all connected, and that's what yeah. James Gunn said he's going to try to do. But I mean, if you already come into something where you're having issues with talent, with with scripts, you know, with how it's all working, maybe you gotta take a seat, I mean, step back, and be like, how do we fix this? Like, okay, now if these scripts aren't up to par, cool, you gotta change that. And he's a big writer, James Gunn. So okay, you gotta fix it. And if there's actors causing problems, you gotta get rid of them. But I mean, it's and it's a lot to start over. It is. And a lot of these people are so attached to these characters and these actors playing them. So that's tough. But like as a business motto. You can't always do everything for the fans, even though I love it. If you can do a better story and do better. And he, and he said in this whole interview that he wants to give justice to the actual characters and not just the actors, because, you know, anybody can play these. Kind of like we talked about Tarantino was saying that, you know, these these characters are larger than life. Like, you don't need a big actor to play them. It's you more don't. about it's. It puts butts in the seats based off of people going to see these people. So you don't even need the actors. But if you're James Gunn and you're taking this over and you already have issues and they had this whole problem with the Snyder cut before it was Zack Snyder's whole vision and they're using a lot of their actors still, maybe you got to switch them out. It sucks. I was excited to see Henry Cavill come back. I thought that maybe he could be a good Superman again. 
but if it is what it is, like like Black Adam didn't do well. I mean, it really didn't. It didn't put people in the in the seats, even though it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, it did. It just it just underperformed, unfortunately. But it was like a '90s action film. It yeah. wasn't like the modern day stuff. So and and the Rock is great and all, but I don't know what you do. I feel like I would still want to try to keep some of this stuff, but then you have to still put your foot down and be like, this doesn't work. You know, whatever my, whatever his vision is, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit, you know, sorry. Because of the genre, you're, you're, you're not talking about something like, you know, I mean, what movies have I seen? Oh, lately. Uh, well, like uh, death on the Nile or, or, um, or nightmare alley or, or tar or something like that, where it's, you know, it's not CGI heavy, and the the character isn't a superhero that wears masks and can and has superhuman abilities. Honestly, you know, I know, I know, this is just kind of a snarky thing to say, but but if I were James Gunn, maybe I would say, look, we can do it my way, or we can just replace all of you with CGI, and save a ton <laughs> of time. And I doubt anyone would notice. He could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and the way the way the technology is these days, maybe, you know, you wouldn't even be able to tell, you know? But I, I mean, think, do you go to these movies to see the actor or do you go to see the story? Because for these particular I, things, I go to see the story. It's the story. I, I mean, it's all about the story. I, I love to see these characters. And it's like, it's, and you know, I didn't really, I wasn't a big fan of, or a fan of Henry Cavill from the get-go because I thought he was kind of like, dull as superman but he was also very like brooding and superman is supposed to be this ray of light but then they, they they just used him in black adam he was kind of like that ray of light so like maybe he can play that but you know if you've already seen him one way the whole time it's hard for people to shake their perspective of that character now you know so maybe you have to change it uh it's just it's just a tough thing to be and i can't imagine being these actors like you have no idea what's happening with your job every day and they just shot this expensive Aquaman movie. They shot this expensive Flash movie. It's like you think your job's secure, but you never know in Hollywood. It can go just like is, that. Is that. Some of these actors are causing a bunch of problems, like the Flash dude. It's like but the Flash you guy. Know? You can't. And it's do like, that. wow. I mean, I, I'm not necessarily kidding about the CGI at this point, about CGIing in somebody else, or, or just have, you know what's better? Have real actors that maybe don't have quite the, the credits, but are like, up-and-coming actors or an unknown person you see at a play somewhere like the Hudson Theater or something in LA you see somebody who's like wow they're really good we could change yeah. their entire lives and maybe the thing is is it's cool to go to the stars right but isn't it cooler to build one to create a star is so much more interesting than to just try to try to like you know placate some jumped up movie star who may or may not deliver i mean the rock is super famous and he couldn't carry yeah. a movie because it was a bad movie and he tried right? his he hardest for that movie made. too he That's was right. he worked his ass off for years yeah. to make that movie happen and yeah. then it still didn't deliver unfortunately like he was non-stop working out for years and years and years and yeah. then at the end of the day it's like he, and he's still saying he's doubling down it's going to make more money but, you know, still, it's like it didn't it wasn't the blockbuster success they expected it to be, unfortunately. And, you know, yeah. there's also due to COVID. People aren't going back. So it's still happening. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Avatar when that comes out in a week, because that's like they spent like half a billion dollars on that. And they it say it's going to cost as we talk. They said they have to make two billion to make a profit. That's what they're saying. It really is. I think it's like nine hundred, nine hundred to a, uh, a nine hundred million to a billion they have to make for a profit. But we'll yeah. see what happens with that. I'm interested. 
It's just like, it's so much money thrown at a wall and see what sticks. And unfortunately, these movies cost a lot to make. And if they don't have that return, it's, it's, it's hard for the studio to move forward. It just is. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So we'll yeah. see. I'm yeah. interested to see where DC goes. We'll see what James Gunn says moving forward. But he's, he's saying he's not going to let this affect his vision. And if something's not right, it's not right. Uh, no, he's not saying anybody's gone yet. He's not firing anybody, but he's saying they did not like the Wonder Woman 3 script. And if it doesn't come back the way he wants it, then they're not going to move forward with that. It's on, it's on hold now. It's on hold for now. But, you know, he's picking up the pieces what he got when he got this new job. So it's yeah. kind of how it goes. What's everybody think out there about this? It's, it's very fascinating to me. I love talking about this stuff. I could talk about it forever. Uh, and, and this has been whirling around the news for the past few days. It's like ever since they said, oh, you know, well, ever since I said this Black Adam didn't do well, then all of a sudden Wonder Woman's done. And then all of a sudden, well, is the Flash done? Is, is Batfleck done? Is, is, is Aquaman done? What's happening? Everyone's going nuts. We had to address it. So what do you think? Leave some comments. Uh, it's definitely interesting. We'll see what happens. And we're here for it. So we'll be talking about, you know, more as we go along. But now it's time for today's takeaways. All right, and now it's time in the show where we talk about maybe there's something we didn't get a chance to talk about during this show. Maybe we want to go back and reflect upon something. Or maybe we just have something off the top of my, our heads that we just want to talk about because, hey, what do we do? Lauren, what's your takeaway from today? What are you feeling after today's episode? Okay, so two quick things. One is that just to clarify why I got so upset about San Francisco is that I love that city with a passion. I love it so much. I, I got there in the late 80s. I lived there for a very long time until it was just an untenable place to live. And the reason I get so upset about it is because the way that our politicians, and unfortunately, because I come from a liberal place, right? I mean, I, you know, I worked for the Democratic Party, um, but they're really losing the plot and they're destroying San Francisco. In fact, they've probably pretty much destroyed it at this point, and I'm sad about it. My takeaway really, though, and maybe we can talk about this on Monday, is the appalling decision to trade the merchant of death who has proliferated weapons and including weapons of mass destruction around the world for a sports ball player with a shitty attitude and brought drugs into a country notoriously hard on people taking drugs and then left a marine stranded there who's been there for years didn't even try to get him out and and this this third-rate basketball player with a chip on her shoulder gets gets traded for a guy that has created mass suffering and death all over the world. What the hell is going on? Oh, that's definitely a takeaway. Uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 you know, Lauren, I, I see what you're saying too. I read, I heard about that. I read about that today, and I was just like, huh, that's that's definitely a choice. I mean, we want to get people home, of course, want everybody to come home. But I mean, under that context, I mean, that's, eh. I mean, you know, what, what are the decisions? What's actually happening behind the doors? This we want, I want to know. GR's back, by the way. I just want to let you know that GR's hey, back. He's great comments. We're great hey, to see you GR. back, GR. Uh, happy to see you back here. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Hopefully nothing bad, but only time will tell. That's for sure. Uh, my takeaway from today is... Okay, if you're an actor, careful what you say because whatever you say can be problematic later on. We've been talking about that a lot on here. 
everything you say in the media can be used against you, turned, twisted, changed. Uh, you have to be very careful as an actor, and you have to always be ready for anything on the fly. Also, come on, DC, figure this out. That's all I gotta say. Figure that shit out. And I'm I'm so sorry to hear about Celine Dion. I really hope that she, you know, I really hope she can battle through this. It's really it's such a sad thing to see someone so talented like this to be going through this. It's just very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? But no, we, GR, we missed you. GR said no one noticed last week. We did notice, GR. We, we talked about notice. it last we were week. Asking about um, you. We were asking about you, GR. We 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 care. We know you were. We know you weren't here. So backstage, anyway. we were actually talking about like what happened to him. Like, should we reach out and say hello, or would that be creepy yeah. and weird? You know. But Jitam, <laughs> we love you, Celine. We hope you get better. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. Battle through. Keep fighting, and eventually, we hope you get better and can keep doing what you do because you're so great at it. Anyways, thank you all for being here. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. New program. Hopefully it went well. We'll find out later. Uh, we're still kind of recouping from some colds. I couldn't talk for like two days, so I'm happy I'm doing better now. Lauren, you sound great too. We'll be back here on Monday. Thank you all for being here. As always, please like, subscribe, share, 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 share. Join our Patreon if you can. We have little clips we've been posting this week. Uh, there'll be more coming based off like segments we had during this show. You'll watch. You'll see more coming. Check your inbox on Cruise Control. And thank you again. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday again for some more news. Thank you so much. Take care. And we'll see you soon, everybody. All right? Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. Take care. See you soon.